online. It's a, it's a privilege and honor to be up here and share God's word. Um, I've, uh, you know how scripture sometimes can open your eyes? Uh, when you've read it maybe many times, but all of a sudden you really start reading it and focusing on it, you realize uh, how special and awesome it is. And that's uh, how I ran across Psalms 22. Uh, and I encourage you to study Psalms 22 on your own because it is probably the only chapter that thoroughly gives us what Jesus went through on the cross. Gives us all of the emotions and his trials and his struggles and his sacrifice and his words uh, truly put all together. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Over uh, this week and next week, I'm going to talk about uh, chapter 22, 23, and 24 uh, it's called, I call it the trilogy, the trilogy of the shepherd, uh, Christ the shepherd, the trilogy of the sh- Christ the shepherd. The, um, in John 10, 7 through 18, uh, he's called the good shepherd that dies for his sheep. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not in this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life and only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. And that's chapter 22 in a nutshell, is that Jesus is the good shepherd. He he died for us. And uh, chapter 23, he's called the great shepherd, and he he loves his sheep and he cares for them. Uh, In uh, Hebrews chapter 13, 20... In 21, he said, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. So he's called the great shepherd uh, that uh, loves his sheep, cares for him. That's chapter 23. In 24, he's called, uh, basically represents the chief shepherd. He returns in glory to reward his sheep, to reward us. In 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4, to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under you. Care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing. As God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest game, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never f- fade away. And I say that is an amen, really, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, the crown of glory that we're going to receive when Jesus comes back, the, the chief shepherd. Um, 
All the, the Psalms go together beautifully, and I encourage you to read them all. A lot of times we focus on chapter 23, but 23 is, is so much more effective if you add 22 and 24 to it. And uh, it's, it's, that's why I call it the trilogy of the, the great shepherd, Jesus Christ. 22, we see the cross. 23, we see the crook, the shepherd's crook that pulls us, takes care of us. In 24, we see the crown, the King Jesus uh, in his majesty. 22, Christ is our savior. 23, he is our satisfier. 24, he is sovereign. He is King Jesus. Chapter 22, he is the foundation. Chapter 23, he is everything we need. Chapter 24, he is the great expectation that we look forward to. Uh, chapter 22, he does, dies for us. Chapter 23, he lives for us. And chapter 23, is coming back for us. Chapter 22 speaks of the past. Chapter 23 is talking about the present. And chapter 24 is talking about the future. Chapter 22, he gives us his life. Chapter 23, he, he gives us his love to us. And chapter 24, he gives us eternal life. Amen. Eternal life. What a wonderful picture of Christ in these three psalms. Today I'm going to talk about uh, 22. Um, this psalm is called the Psalm of the Cross. I'm so thankful uh, for the song that Nick picked out to start with. And it was uh, the power of the cross. It, uh, it, it inspired me. Uh, and it, it's tied in so well with the lesson uh, about chapter 22. Um, I'm thankful for that song. It, it really inspired me and filled me with the spirit as I sang it. Um, the, the Psalm of the Cross, it's, it's, it is so named because it describes probably most accurately what went on during the crucifixion of our Christ Jesus. That's why I encourage you to study it. Um, the, um, the Gospels give us bits and pieces of the cross, but Psalms 22 brings it all together. And that's why I'm going to study it today and, and bring it together. In 22, we see uh, uh, Christ's most inner thoughts. We, we share in what he was going through. We see his anguish and his passion. And he, we see his soul laid out bare. As six hours, he hung on that cross for you and me. And, and he suffered uh, prior to that for hours. Uh, can't imagine the six hours of hanging on the cross and what led up to it. Um, only 22 um, really reveals his thoughts completely. Uh, you know, it's the belief of many scholars, and I believe this to be true, that while Jesus was hanging on the cross, he quoted chapter 22 of Psalms. I can just hear Jesus quoting scripture on the, on the cross. Jesus was in control while he was on the cross. He just didn't hang there and, and let people have his way with him. He, he was in control, and I believe he quoted this scripture while he was hanging there. Um, and we know there were seven sayings in, in the Gospels, but they all appear in, in one way or another in chapter 22. Uh, before we read uh, chapter 22, I want you to view the crucifixion from a different perspective. I want you to view the crucifixion from being there with Jesus. I want you to realize that your sins hung on that cross with him. So you can view the crucifixion. Instead of looking up at it, and, and saying, oh, Jesus, look at it with Jesus and say, oh, Jesus, I was there. My sins were taken away at the cross. You, I was there with you. I want you to look at this, uh, these scriptures from a different point of view. Um, and then you can see and feel the heart and mind of Christ Jesus. Um, 
We shall see what occurred as his soul, as he became the sacrifice for the world. Uh, for six hours, you can feel and see what he went through, our Savior. I want you to view it from that point of view. We were there on that cross as he was made sin for us. In 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 through 25, 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 through 25. I may have got the wrong scripture, Nick, there, so I'm going to read. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, but I'm going to read it right from God's word here. 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 through 25. Um, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin. There was no deceit found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate when he suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins on his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been sealed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd, the overseer of your souls. Here you are with Jesus hanging on that cross, uh, knowing he bore your sins. And, and the, why did he bore your sins? So we can live for righteousness. So that we can be right with God. There was no other way to be right with God except for Jesus dying on that cross. If that cross didn't happen, there would have been no forgiveness. There would have been no righteousness with God. We would have been dead in our sins. But because of the cross, because of what Jesus did for you and me on that cross, and I encourage you as you always share that Lord's Supper that you remember all those things that he did for you on that cross. It's just not something we take every week as, as a part of a ritual. It's something awesome and special that he did for you. He made you right with God. There was no other way. No other way. He made you right with God. Jesus was our substitute in his death. He was a sinless savior. Uh, we died with him. There we died to sin so that we might live to righteousness. Sinners needed a savior. It was Jesus Christ. We needed him. Let's read Psalms 22. And we're going to go back and forth between Psalms 22 and other scriptures today. Um, and as you read Psalms 22 on your own, you will feel and see what Jesus went through for you and I. Um, you know, as, as, uh, as I was reading Psalms 22, I felt like I was on holy ground with Jesus Christ. I really did. I felt the Spirit moving in my heart and mind. It's truly special what the Word of God can do in our lives. Uh, let's read Psalms 1 and 2. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish, my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, I do not, I find no rest. You see right away in Psalms 1 and 2 uh, how Jesus was crying out to God. Right away, we see the, the anguish and the, and the emotion of Jesus Christ. Um, these two verses were actually uh, full of Jesus went through during the three painful hours from noon to three. Um, but not only did he suffer on that cross, but... God turned his back on his son. I think as, as bad as all the beating and the, the, the suffering and the, the uh, torture he went through, what was most torturous to him is that he was forsaken and left for three hours by his father as he took all our sins away. All our sins away. Uh, he took uh, sins because... Uh, 
Not only did he say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken? He cried out in pain to God. Um, my God, I cry out in, in, back in, the, in the verse 2. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. Uh, what a torturous time for that last three hours on the cross. This ties in with Matthew 27, 45, and 46. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma, sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> oh, I can't imagine those three hours of being without my, his, his God. After three hours of darkness left, then Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is a direct quote from Psalms 22.1. The physical agony was horrible, but when... Uh, the spiritual separation from God was even worse. Let's uh, read on in Psalms 22, 3 through 8. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. That's the answer why God forsook him. God was the Holy One. God couldn't be part of that three hours of sin that he took on your sin at the time. So, uh, Verse 4, in you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted you and delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. <clears throat> but I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their he heads. He trusted in the Lord, they say. Let, him res let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver them. See, he delights in them. Can you see and feel the, the, the insults and torture that they through on our Lord and Savior. And uh, it uh, was unbelievable what Jesus went through. Because he is the Holy One, and uh, Jesus is in the human body, he could take our sin. Uh, Psalms, 20, uh, Psalms 7 and 8. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to read verse uh, 20, uh, Luke 23, 32 through 37, which corresponds to what we just read. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there alongside with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even stared at him. Again, this ties in with what we just read in Psalms uh, 22, 3 through 8. They... they uh, hurled insults at him. They divided his clothes up. And what did Jesus say? He says to you and I, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. As you and I sin and fall short of the glory of God, Jesus is saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Amen. Amen. That's right. Psalm seven, uh, Psalms 22, 7 and 8. <clears throat> 22, uh, I'm sorry, three through eight. You want seven and eight? It's up there. Yep. I'll read it, seven and eight. <clears throat> All who seek, see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts the Lord, they say. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him. See, he delights in him. Again, it says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And then uh, down to um, 
Luke 23, 32 through 37. Here we go. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they are doing. I, I just read that. And uh, it's so true that uh, they, uh, Jesus says, for, uh, forgive them. They know not what they do. Um, he not only forgave the angry mob, which probably included Saul of Tarsus. You know, I imagine Saul was standing there taunting him and, uh, and uh, torturing him, but he forgave you and I on that cross. Uh, for, for Psalms 9 and 10. There we go, 22, 9 and 10. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. This refers to his mom. Uh, as he was watching down on her at the cross. Uh, verse uh, John 19, 26 and 27. Uh, 19. Hmm. John 19. Sometimes in my haste, I don't give Nick the right scriptures. <laughs> so this was one of them. 19, 26, and 27. Uh, he re- <clears throat> 19, 26, and 27. Hmm. Wrong scripture. All I can tell you is I know Jesus loved his mother, and he put her in the, the care of the Apostle John. And the, truly, Jesus, even on the cross, uh, put his house in order. Psalms 22, 11 through 14. We back up one there, or did I miss that one too? (laughs) That's all right. Nothing like reading from the Word of God. (laughs) 22, 11 through 14. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bull of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions that tear their prey, open up their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It is melted within me. This refers to John 19, um, 33 to 37. John 19, 33 through 37. <clears throat> but when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you all may believe the things that had happened so that Scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones was broken, and another scripture says they will look on the one they have pierced. That relates to Psalms 22, 1 through 14, as, as 11 through 14, is a good description of the cross, um, what Jesus went through. And, you know, Psalms 22 was written 1,000 years before it happened. 
It, it, it was amazing that there wasn't any crucifixion then at the time. It was written way before uh, the crucifixion even happened. Uh, the, Jesus, the Lamb of God, was the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. Psalms 22:15. Did I give you that one? No, I guess not. Yep, no, stick with it. I'll, I'll read, my mouth is dried up like a pot shed, and my tongue sticks into the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. It, it ties in with the scripture. Jesus says, I thirst, in John 19, 28. You see how these scriptures in 22 tie in with what Jesus was going through. There's 19, 28. Okay. Later, knowing that everything had had now been finished so the scripture would be fulfilled. Jesus says, I am thirsty. And there you go. Yeah, that, how that ties in together with that. And, uh, <clears throat> okay, in the next scripture, Psalms 22, 16 through 18. There we go. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching. <clears throat> And the, and the rulers even sneered at him. Did we do Psalms 20, uh, 22, 16 through 18? 22? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. There we go. That's 26. All right, there we go. And rescue me from the mouth of the lion. Save me from the, the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You will fear the Lord. Praise him, all you descendants of Jacob. <clears throat> Honor him, revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to you, to his cry for help. For you come, from you comes the theme of my praise. In the great assembly, before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. And may your hearts live forever. And I, I sort of skipped over the, uh, the thief on the cross. When, when, uh, when Jesus was ready to, to die, he... Uh, he uh, had a thief next to him who asked for forgiveness. And Jesus says, truly today I will see you in paradise. Uh, what a proof of redemption that is for you and I in uh, anyone who turns to Jesus. The last second, this guy was ready to be crucified and die. He, he gave Jesus his life. He knew that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. No other way uh, to him except by the name of Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, um, I'll see you today in paradise. Um, Oh, there we go. All right, thank you. Two other men, both criminals, were also let out to be executed. But when they came to the place called Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. They divide up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him uh, save himself if he is the God's Messiah, the Chosen One. But you, Lord, be not far from me. You are my strength. Oh, okay, 22, 19 through 20, yeah. 
Let's move along to uh, Psalms 22, 27 through 31. There it is. 22 through 27. This is the end of Psalms, and it's um, truly, it was, uh, it, it's, it's the end that Jesus is going to proclaim. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations will bow down before him, for dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive, posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people, yet unborn he has done it. We will praise the name of our Lord and Savior. This talks about how we will we'll talk about him every single time that we get the chance to get together and share his word. And uh, it, is truly, it was truly the end of Psalms 22, but it was something uh, that he did. We will proclaim him every time we share the Lord's Supper, every time you, you get together and share him. Uh, verse 31 says, They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. He has done it. He has done everything that he, he wanted to, to come to come and do. This refers to, it is finished, his last words in John chapter 19, 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave his spirit. Some would, uh, and the Greek uh, word for he, uh, it is finished is tetlestai, tetlestai. I'm, no, I'm butchering that, that Greek word, but tet. Lestai. Telesai, there we go, which means our sins are paid in full. That's what the means when he said it is finished. Uh, Psalms, I mean, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, 21. God made him who had no sin be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And, and that is, uh, truly wraps up Psalms chapter, chapter 22. He made him who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God because of what Jesus did on that cross. That cross, he hung for six hours. For the last three hours, he took our sins away. He was forsaken by his father. His father could not be part of the sinful nature Jesus and only Jesus could take on for you and I. And that, that is truly something special that he finished on the cross. Uh, chapter 22 reveals the heart of our Savior like no other chapter in God's Word. I encourage you to read chapter 22 on your own and let, let God's Word fill your heart and mind. He completed the job He came to do for you and me. Uh, we cannot earn it. We cannot buy it. We must receive it as a gift. Put all your faith in Jesus Christ. As you were up on the cross with Him, your sins were forgiven. They were taken away because Jesus is the good shepherd that lays down His life for His sheep. I pray that you, uh, again, look at Psalms 22 from the cross. You realize that all your sins were on the cross in the body of our Savior. Uh, all the emotions that our Savior went through, the pain, the insults, the cursing, the desertion of his Father, and Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He said, I thirst. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And finally, he said, it is finished. 
what is in finished in Greek, Nick? Telestai. It is finished. And uh, I pray that uh, you would realize that what Jesus did for you and I on that cross. And that the, uh, that the, uh, the uh, Lord's Supper, to me, had, had more meaning than ever after I studied this scripture. And uh, realize I have a Savior who paid the price for me. I had a Savior who uh, truly is the bread of life. You know, we talk about the bread of life. He truly is the bread of life. <clears throat> he proved it by going to the cross. He proved it by his actions. He proved it by his words. He proved it by doing everything he said he came to do and by suffering and dying for you and I on that cross. The cross is, is the symbol of salvation. It is the only way uh, that we could be made righteous by God. I pray if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you would consider that today. I pray if you have any thoughts or prayers that you want to share with us, you would come forward and as we stand and sing the song of invitation. Praise you, Jesus.